you for joining us for the Help for Wounded Spirits broadcast. We exist to help those wounded and suffering through life's trials. Here is our host and best-selling author, Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you folks. What an honor it is that you would turn on your uh, devices, your radios, whatever the case may be, and listen to us. Uh, we think that's pretty great, and uh, we certainly hope this finds you well. And serving God, now with me is Kevin. Now we follow Kevin around the world here, and uh, we know that Kevin has found his way across the country in his coach, and he's sitting over there in North Carolina, right, Kevin? Isn't that where you are? Not quite. I'm still in Pennsylvania. See, I messed up. That's what happens, you know, <laughs> but he's going to North Carolina. Praise I God. Am, yeah. Am. Yeah. So how long are you going to be in Pennsylvania? You're just with family, uh, that kind of thing right now. Right. Right. I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I'm just thrilled to be here visiting mothers, siblings, that kind of thing, cousins, uncles, aunts, and, uh, see some pastors, some churches get in, uh, share some wounded spirits opportunities. Uh, but I'll be here another, let's see, probably five days and finish this week out and, uh, yeah, then headed South. Well, praise the Lord. Debbie and I just got in the night before the last in the middle of the night, literally in the middle of the morning, uh, from Colorado. And, uh, I'll be heading out tomorrow for the first of two trips to Utah and, uh, looking forward to that. I'll be with Calvary Baptist church in Farmington coming up. And then in a few weeks, I'll be with faith Baptist church in Layton there in Utah. So, uh, hoping that all works out well, probably by the time you guys listen to this, um, uh, We'll be about a, Debbie and I will be about a week away from being in Layton. So if you happen to be in the Utah, the California, Nevada area, you're within a day's drive, come on out. And uh, they're having a pretty big conference over there in Layton. It's going to be over a four-day period. It's uh, kind of sort of going to be like a camp, not quite as good. But for those of you out west, it may be a good fit for you. And uh, so I just wanted to recommend that to you. So we've been talking and uh, we've been mentioning that we think we needed to go to the life of Christ. I don't think there's any more important life in the Bible than the life of Christ, our Lord and Savior. And, you know, we're at a time where looking at the attributes and the life of Christ can really help those of us who go through junk. And by the way, I've determined that's 100% of the people walking this earth. So uh, Kevin came up with a great book from a, a pastor friend of his from years gone by. We pulled it out, had an opportunity to look at it only a little bit, but I love the direction it's going. It's As a matter of fact, we're starting in the same place today where our seminary class class started. And there's a lot of deep weeds we can go into. We're going to figure out as we go along whether or not we do that. But we're definitely going to be talking about the life of Christ. I think we're going to spend about a month to a month and a half here. And uh, we're going to go from there. We're going to decide if we go real deep in the weeds. But I think, folks, as we look at the life of Christ, uh, you're going to be amazed at where Christ was, where Christ is, what Christ is in your life and how we can help those of us who suffer from the things of life. So if you would, uh, I'm going to be studying in the book of John, chapter 1. We're going to be going back and forth between Kevin and I. And I'm going to go ahead and start reading these three verses, and we're going to ruminate on them. I think we're going to spend some time right here in these first 18 verses of chapter 1 uh, of the Gospel of John. We used to call the Gospel of John the Gospel of Belief. Uh, I know that when we studied it in, in Greek, it came back and it translated into the Gospel of Christ, the life of Christ. So just up front,
want. We know that there's four Gospels in the Bible. We know three of them we call synoptics. So, uh, you know, they're almost exactly like each other. They kind of cover the same things. They have a lot of the same miracles. Uh, they're kind of in the same routine. And then John comes along and says, well, wait a minute, fellas. Uh, God has inspired me to give some more information on that. And so people really love the book of John because of that, because it takes the synoptics and it goes another level. And that's just how God does things. And so we find ourselves in the book of John and it says, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And, and the weird thing here in this first verse, dear friends, it tells us right away that Christ God, the father, the son, and the Holy Spirit, the second person in the Trinity was there the whole time. He was there in the beginning. He was there when, when God made the world and, and those types of things. So this settles everything for us. In the beginning, God was there. He was always there. Uh, it says the same was in the beginning with God. It even, it even makes it a little bit stronger, folks. Then it says all things, that means the earth, that means us, were made by him and without him was not anything made that was made. So, Kevin, here we are, kind of dispels a ton of religions right here, kind of dispels a ton of religions, folks. And it says, hey, Christ has always been here. You know what I mean, brother? Always been. Yeah. 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 We would call him uh, co-eternal with with God. Amen. So, it, yeah, it wasn't like Christ was created. And when you go out to uh, Salt Lake City area, you're going to uh, be kind of right in the middle of a lot of yeah. a lot of people that were taught wrongly about that. That Christ, you know, in their in their view, Christ was the brother of Satan. They're both created beings. That was that's that's wrong. It's it's not it's it's in the scripture. It's blasphemous, really, because he is God. He's co co eternal with God, and uh, like you said. Uh, the scripture is very clear. The word was with God and the word was God. And um, it's not like it's not like uh, doctrinally and theologically he was God and then God kind of split up into three parts and then they're you know, going to rejoin again into one um, because it says uh, in the book of Proverbs, I don't have the verse in front of me, but it says um when God made the world, then was he with him. Um, and uh, wisdom, which according to First Corinthians chapter 1, Christ has made into us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. Christ, so when Proverbs talks about wisdom, it's talking about Christ. And it says that I, wisdom, was in the beginning. So, um, you know, the idea that Christ is, yeah, Christ is from everlasting. It says he was set up from everlasting. He is the alpha. He is the omega. He has no beginning. He has no end. And uh, our Savior is just as much God as, uh, as the God of the Old Testament. Hallelujah. And I, I just want to say right here, Kevin, that, that's so awesome. You went in that direction. You know, folks, whenever I encounter a religion that tries to put Christ as being the devil's brother or Christ as being anything but in the Godhead, co-eternal, as Kevin said, what a great term. I immediately turn to John 1.1. I mean, that's, that's where we go. 
and uh, we're proof. So how does this make a difference in our lives? I, I think for a second, we need to understand that, you know, we, we're going to see in a minute the humanity of Christ, that he came and he dwelt among us, and he was 100% man, 100% God. But just knowing that Christ wasn't new on the scene, he wasn't Christ come lately. He wasn't God come lately. Uh, as Kevin said, he wasn't created uh, to be a savior. He wasn't created as an angel like the devil. And, and I say all this because it means a lot to those of us who believe in the word of God and study Christ, because if Christ isn't eternal, if Christ isn't co-eternal, if Christ isn't in the beginning, then his word's a lie and none of it does anything for us. Right, Kevin? I mean, if, if we don't believe this, we might as well go home. Yeah. It's really important to everyone that's, that's listening to, to, to understand that we're, we're not talking about a God that's not fully revealed, uh, Christ is, or, or let me put it this way. We're not talking about a God that's withholding information. I remember Jesus said, if it were not so, I would have told you. And, you know, he was talking about his coming, but, um, the, the idea is it's, there's no religion that's, you know, it's, it's, that is, we call it Gnosticism. There's no religion that says, you know, God just, God wants you to understand beyond the scriptures what he really is. No, we can't. We The scriptures is God's complete revelation to us at this time. It's what we can handle at this time. We're going to certainly learn more about him throughout all eternity. However, our our God has, has given us the fullness. In fact, Jesus, uh, over and over in the New Testament, is described as the fullness of the Godhead bodily um, in him. You know, in Hebrews it says that he is express image of of God. So, you know, our Savior is is everything that we can know about God. In fact, he's the full revelation. The New Testament is the full revelation of God in the Old Testament. You know, Jesus Christ is revealed in the Old Testament. He's more concealed in the Old Testament. But our our Savior, yeah, for the traumatized person, praise God, we're talking about we're talking about a God who became man in the person of his son Jesus. God the Son became man to be traumatized and and the Bible says we follow His steps, you know, that we might, um, you know, uh, walk in His steps. So, as you know, as the Father has sent me, Jesus said, He told His disciples, He's telling us, as the Father has sent me to earth, so so have I sent you. So that means we look at His life and what we're going to study in this tremendous opportunity before us is going to be all of the phases of humanity and what God allows us to go through. And we're going to see the ultimate way. Hey, hold on to that a second, Kevin. We are right up against the time again. Folks, listen, we'll be right back with you. Don't go anywhere. Doug will return shortly. Meanwhile, you're hearing this music while radio stations are identifying themselves and broadcasting advertisements. Whenever I hear that beautiful play, it is well. It is well. Kevin, you were just wrapping up saying, as we do this study... Yeah, we we're looking at the uh, 
you know, just the perfect example. You cannot, there's no book in the world that reveals a story of anyone who um, was traumatized more than Jesus, who handled it better, and who shows such compassion toward us. It's a living, this is a living book, and we're going to see a Savior who, as we study him, we're going to be able to sometimes feel him reaching out to us because the Bible says he's a man of sorrows and acquainted with our griefs. And we're not, we're not looking at someone who cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, it says in Hebrews, but was at all points tempted like as we are yet without sin. So we're going to be able to identify with him and find a new identity in him. And uh, like I told someone in counseling today, um, we can come out of our traumas better um, through this kind of study. Yeah, and and that's what it's all about. The more we learn about Christ, the more we learn about ourselves. And uh, I remember years ago when I was in a seminary, one of the assignments we got right out of the shoe is, you know, put together a paper as much as you need to compare Christ uh, with his contemporaries. And I remember I, I went home that night, and for the next week, I the only thing I typed on the paper was Doug Carragher, Christ and his contemporaries, and I put number one, none. And I hinted it into the professor. I remember there was a guy in front of me, and he was always one of these guys that was hyper, you know, the old ADHD, OCD, DUMB, knucklehead, that kind of guy. <laughs> anyway, he was in front of me. He turned in 81 pages. And I got up there, and I handed the professor one page, and the professor hugged me and said, praise God, Doug, you nailed this. You got an A. And this guy started crying. We were the first two in class. He's like, I spend three hours every night talking about Buddha, talking about, uh, you know, just you name it. All right, Muhammad, talking about all these different savior-type people out there. But there's not a contemporary to Christ. You know, he's in a triune God. And, and one of the things I want to say before I move to my next point is people who tell us we all serve the same God from, from let's say, face like a, a, a Judy, being a Jewish person, uh, being a Muslim, uh, and things like that. They say, well, we use the Old Testament. We all serve the same God. No, we don't. We serve a triune God. Yeah. We serve the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Uh, we serve the God who is, uh, uh, you know, supreme, the supremacy of Christ. I remember that was an attribute we had to study. Uh, we study, you know, we look at his life and we realize that he's, it's without comparison. I mean, we're talking about God. Nobody can compare to God. Don't let these politicians fool you. Nobody can compare. I'm reminded in the verse in Hebrews here, Hebrews 1, 2, having these last days. So we, we got this outline, but here's the weird thing. I typed this into my Christian outline, came up with the same verses. So this is a great outline that Kevin's friend gave him. But it says, having the last days spoken unto us, uh, by the Son, whom he have appointed heir to all things, by whom he have also made the world. And so when we, when people say, you know, Hey Doug, go back and write a paper of Christ contemporaries. I think the first rule I want to talk about on this first uh, broadcast is Christ has no contemporaries. Uh, there is no other savior who died for the sins of his people. We don't have to die for our savior. He took care of that for us. We get to live the kind of life that he should have had 
uh, because of what he's done for us. So when we wake up in the morning and we're dealing with, well, I don't feel like it. I don't want to. It's a bad day. I, I'm not sure if God can see me or hear me. Stop everything you're doing. He can see you. He can hear you. He was there at the beginning of creation. He's still there. He's at the right hand of the Father. He's a triune God. It's going to be all right. You've got a Savior named Jesus, and he's the only real Savior that we have today. You know what I'm saying, Kevin? He's the only one. Yes, sir. Praise God. Um, Hebrews 1, 2 says that he hath God, um, who in sundry times and in diverse manners spoke, you know, spoken to us times past by his prophets, hath in these last days spoken to us by his son, by whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds. And then it says in chapter 2, verse 10, for it became, talking about his, the fact he's the creator, he's our creator, for it became him for whom are all things and by whom are all things in bringing many sons unto glory to make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings. So again, we're talking about the creator. So this is such a wonderful topic. The, our creator who knows us, I mean, he wrote the instruction manual for, for you and for me. And my problem is, I'm a guy. I don't follow the instruction manual until everything's broken. But um, when um, but when we look at these, so not only we're we looking at the one that made us, we're also looking at the one who himself became a man. And it says he was made perfect through suffering. So we're looking at the uh, the, the one who also, uh, you know, he made us, but then he also told us how to find redemption. He, he, he told us if it's broken, how to get it fixed. And he's basically saying, look, I'm down here with you. I'm in the junkyard. Uh, I, my life was wrecked by sinners. I allowed it to be. So I, I, I entered into it knowing it would be so. And with that, with that uh, destruction of his earthly life came the victory of the resurrection. And so we walk in the power of that resurrection, like was talked about with Pastor Miller recently in the broadcast, that um, that glorious Savior that made us um, in, in becoming a man was wrecked as a result and then rose up from it. So he comes to where we're at, takes our hand, and only he knows the way out of the junk that we're in. And uh, I'm pretty excited about it. Like you said, Doug, he has no contemporaries. He has no competition. Uh, In fact, I was thinking, and I'll hand it back to you, but I remember the Gulf War back in uh, 91, I guess, is the the events I'm thinking about. Yeah. Yeah. So in the Gulf War, we we gained air superiority pretty quickly. When the the Desert Shield became Desert Storm, these sorties were flown in. And because of the Air Force, um, did a good job. And and, uh, Schwarzkopf, everything kind of plotted a good plan. We gained air superiority, but very quickly we gained air supremacy. And... um, and just looking at our savior, he, there's no competition, you know, air supremacy means basically everything else is grounded. We're the only ones. Right. We air. own it. Yeah. We own it. We own it. And, uh, you know, our savior from the beginning has owned everything. And, you know, there's, there's, uh, the enemy will fly sorties with their falsehood and their false gods. And there's a Satan and there's demons and so forth. But guess what? Our savior, uh, can come into the darkness created by and the, and the problems and the trauma created by these 
these uh, agents of evil. And he can, with his help, we can gain, you know, air supremacy. And because there's, like you said, God, ha- Jesus has no uh, competition, no, no, yeah. no contemporary and, and uh, things will be fine through him. Yeah, folks, and, and, and just talking about the Church of Colossae, a little while ago, Kevin mentioned the term Gnostic, it's spelled Gnostic, G-N, but when we talk about the Gnostics, these people go out of their way, and they're still here today, folks, and we're going to dig into the Church of Colossae when we come back tomorrow, but there's still people out there that want you to believe uh, that Christ is not Christ. They spend their entire life, they say, I don't believe in God, I'm an atheist, I'm this, I'm that then why are you spending your entire life trying to prove something which can never be proved? And uh, folks, I I want you to know that God is the image of the invisible God. Think about that tonight. Pray about that. He he came down. He was 100% man. He was 100% God. And he came to this earth for you and me. So as our day goes on today, whether it's a good day, a bad day, an indifferent day, I mean, you can look up and say, God, Christ came to earth for me, 100% man, 100% God, the reason I can be saved today, and that makes everything better. We sure do love you, folks. Make sure you come back tomorrow. We're still digging in to the life of Christ and how it can help folks like us. We hope you have a great day. May God bless you. Thank you for listening to our broadcast. At Help for Wounded Spirits, we believe the Bible and place great importance on you having a personal relationship with your Lord and Savior. The Bible delivers a clear and simple message of salvation, outlining how you can begin your personal relationship now. First, recognize that you are a sinner, as all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, understand that there is a cost to our sin, as the wages of sin is death. Third, realize that Jesus alone paid that price. To receive salvation, simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart that He alone can save you, and He will. If we can help you with your salvation or to direct you to a local church, please do not hesitate to contact us. For additional helpful resources, including our new TV series, more information, or to donate and support this crucial ministry, please visit us at WoundedSpirits.com. May God bless you.